Hey everybody, welcome to the Revolution Podcast with Smitty and Deep, Jimmy from my Boudoir. Yep. Uh, we are going to be talking about the episode, The Plague Dog, which is episode four. Yep, Plague Dog. Uh, spoiler alerts, aware, we will be uh, doing a recap of the show while also commentating about the show along the way. So of course. If you guys uh, have not seen the show, you might want to turn off now, go watch the show before you listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into uh, The Revolution, Episode 4, The Plague Dogs. All right, so it starts with uh, Charlie uh, is running from an unknown assailant. All right, we got this guy running through the forest, don't know what's going on. Uh, he ends up catching up to her, knocking her down, and we can see he's wearing some uh, a uniform. So he's got to be uh, Monroe Militia or sure. whatnot. Sure, we, we, We're thinking we don't know what's going on, but then we find out it's kind of a trap. Because Miles comes and knocks the guy out. As or Miles I, does. I won't say knock him out. Knocks him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then proceeds to question the guy about, uh, does he know who Captain Tom Neville is? And obviously he says he does. And uh, we find out that Tom was there just yesterday. And that he is on his way to, was it, Noldsville? Do you remember what it was called? Yeah, that's Noblesville. Right. Mm-hmm. Noble, yeah. Noblesville. So they're so they're right on the tail. So you can see like Charlie's kind of excited, like, oh shit, we're close. We're not far from him. Yeah, it's definitely getting um, a little tight, a little closer to an actual meeting up with uh, Tom, Tom and Danny, and the whole, and the, yeah, the, 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 the whole cavalcade the, or whatever. Exactly, it's going to be crazy. Miles then knocks out the assailant. We we never find out who he really is, but he's just unknown assailant. He's assailant a red shirt one. He's a yeah. He's a red shirt one. Uh, Miles knocks him out, and then uh, Miles, Charlie, and Nora. There, Charlie pushes Miles about his history with what he's done with the militia, what he's been a part right, of, right, right. why he left the family. Until basically, he just explodes and is like, "You know what, bitch? Stop it! <laughs> I ain't talking to you no more." What stories does that guy know about you? He looked like he was about to wet himself. Come on, I told you it was none of your business, all right? Look, and normally I'd agree. Except every person that we meet wants to capture you, kill you, kill us for knowing you, or they're flat out terrified of you. Listen, Charlie. We are so close to catching up to Danny by what, tomorrow? And I don't even know who I'm walking with or what I'm walking into. Damn it, Charlie, shut up! Let it go. I don't owe you an explanation. I owe you nothing. All right? You want your brother back? Drop it. I swear to you. I'm out of here. You can find him yourself. Yeah, and this guy that plays, um,. Him, I forget what his name is. The actor's name. Oh, actor. Um, but you're talking about uh, uh, Miles. Miles. He always seems to kind of do this, where he has like kind of a a cadence to his, uh, uh, you know, the way he, I guess, says the dialogue. He'll always kind of have this, like, "Hey, I'm <laughs> Almost haikuish, like yeah. <laughs> two syllables, fifteen syllables, one syllable. Yeah, and he always kind of has to have this like, I'm kind of just fed up. Like the only reason I'm telling you this is because I can't just give you a look of, this is my fed up look. Yeah, deal with it. <laughs> it's almost like, that's <sighs> like a <sighs> you sound like a muppet. Manamana, manamana. That's what I think he kind of does. He's like kind of like a Muppet in the sense of he always has this like 
the way he says things. And and, and, and I, when he walks, does he like flail his arm too? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can't see me, but my arms are flailing, flailing in the sky. He always seems to introduce Elton John for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to uh, the next scene. Uh, after that one, which uh, we go to Lowell, Indiana, mm-hmm. where we find where Aaron. they uh, told Aaron and uh, Maggie to meet him up uh, in two weeks or whatever. Yeah, so that's that's the meeting place. Uh, Aaron and Maggie are there. And they uh they have a discussion about uh uh being late about Miles and Charlie's being late when uh we have a flashback for Maggie. And Maggie is having a video call. Uh she's in Seattle and she's talking to her kids who are with the nanny uh in in England, London, I'm assuming. Yeah, so her kids are with Mary Poppins pretty much. She's over here in Seattle. They're having a little Skype conversation saying like, "Yo, what's up? Read me Wizard of Oz." And she's like, do you know what kind of minutes I have? Yeah. I'm going to be spending a lot on Skype. Well, speaking of, speaking that. of that for for a minute, like, how heartbreaking would it be? Because she basically is like, no, I got I got to go do things. So she has yeah. something on. She's getting dressed she's, for a party or whatnot. Yeah, right. Uh, so her last conversation with her kids is like, no, I'm not going to read that story because I got to go. I got to go out. To, I'm, I'm yeah, busy tonight. I'm, it, and she was being genuine mm-hmm. about it. You're like, oh, that, mm-hmm. that's kind of heartbreaking. I can understand why that would hit your heartstrings a little tougher. That's the way they always have to play it is because you've seen it countless times. And in reality, it's been that, that way ever since too, where, you know, you always look back at in retrospect of, you know, your last conversation with certain loved ones, things like that. And you're always like, man, I talked about the stupid wieners not being hot enough. Or, you know, I, I bitched to him about not mowing the lawn when I should have told him I loved them or whatever. Yeah. And, and you never know. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. You know? Yeah. I, it, it was definitely an event where you can see, like, I went, I can understand why that would upset her. Yeah, of course, but, because uh, she's telling him, like, go to bed, I'm not going to do that, yeah, when then, she's like, I wish I did do yeah, that. Yeah, and then the blackout hits, which is kind of another cool view of it, where you see all of Seattle, it, it just goes black. Yep. Just, yep. You just see the needle just dark. And it's not as much like of the pandemonium as Chicago saw. Well, 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 we only saw the blackout just happen. It's At least true, Chicago, but, we saw them walk through the streets. you weren't seeing, like, airplanes falling out of the sky again true, or anything that's like true. that. True, that's a good point. We didn't see any planes. So apparently there's not much tr- uh, air traffic in Seattle. Maybe, yeah, maybe there wasn't a lot of air traffic over Seattle at that time. Uh, I okay, just would so have liked to have seen the space needle just randomly fall over. For just, what reason? I don't know. Lights go out. Oh, no power. That was holding up the needle. <laughs> don't you know cement is mixed with electricity? <laughs> All right. So moving on to uh, the next scene, which is uh, come. we flash back to today, back to where we just were. And they're discussing if they should tell uh, Charlie, Nora, and Miles about the power pendant. Right. Now – I can understand not maybe not wanting to tell uh, uh, everybody. Well, maybe because yeah. they don't know Nora yet. Mm-hmm, all right, mm-hmm. so they're, they're about to be introduced to her. I can understand maybe not wanting to tell Miles. You don't really know him at all. Exactly. But Charlie, you basically raised Charlie. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like. I can understand, and you would assume that her dad had already kind of told her about it too, because he's the one that originally had it. You'd think so, but maybe that was like to you know. The less you know, the safer you are kind right. of scenarios. I, I could get that. You know, you don't want to tell everybody because then they get, you know, uh, potentially put in harm's way because they potentially know information. Yeah. Uh, at the time that they're talking about if they should tell them or not, that's when Charlie and the gang show up, Charlie, Nora, and uh, Miles. Yes. Uh, and they introduce 
them to Nora and whatnot, and Nora definitely does not look thrilled. They're like, uh, mm-hmm. "This is who we're gonna. This is our army. We're gonna be fighting with." Yeah, Aaron, and, an overweight ex uh, a Google nerd. Not to and, uh, go on too much of a tangent, but there, uh, the boards are talking about uh, Nora not being too favorable in the um, in the fans' eyes. As far as acting or just yeah, far as character? Character, actress, that nobody on the board seems to dig this character. Really? Yeah. I Personally, I haven't had anything – nothing's happened yet to make me really one way or the other. Because I don't think she's great yet, yeah. but I don't I, – I don't right. think she's a, a, a bad – You're just indifferent. Like she's, she's just no, a supporting – She's no Nikki and Paolo from Lost yet. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right, she's not like right. making me disgusted. Like why would they right. even throw her in the show? Yeah, the boards are talking a lot about uh, how there's so much lost correlations that, to this. Um, I, I'm, I am doing my best to stay away from that because if right. I if I dive into this show like I dove head first into <laughs> Lost, yeah. I will drive myself insane. Yeah, and yeah. I've already seen a few correlations, and right. I'm thinking that's just more fan fun. Well, there's, and I'm not yeah. digging into it like I did. With, dude, I went to like every book. That was ever mentioned on Lost. I I researched and read <laughs> to find out why would they even be talking about this. Yeah, like what does it have to do with Tom Sawyer? Yeah. Oh man, Ugh, good good stuff. But good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like with these, I think it's just because you know you you obviously see a few actors that were uh, you know from both shows, and you just automatically think, well, J.J. Abrams. And then you put the two and two together, which is right, a, of course. A, an interest. You know, obviously, you don't take much to get to that jump. But I like the the intrigue where it's kind of like Lost, but it's not Lost in the sense of, well, it's not Lost fifth season in yet. Right. Where there's just but, so many questions, right. so well, it's, much things. It's, it's fourth episode in, so let's right. give it some time. <laughs> but okay, going on with the rest of that scene was uh, as soon as she like basically finds that stuff out, then they get – they end up uh, seemingly wild dogs. They're taking a walk. Yep. And these wild yep. dogs are here. What the hell is that? Yeah. And then he does the dumbest move I ever saw. He throws his torch at them. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't, isn't that a weapon you just gave away? Pretty much. But uh, he throws it at them, and that's where we see that it's a pack of dogs feeding on a carcass of a deer. Yeah. And it looks pretty nice. They And as soon as he throws it, they're like, what the fuck was that? Now they notice all you guys. It's wild dogs. They're dingoes. Yeah. Dingoes. And then that's uh, – Run is where we hear, and then goes commercial. Nice thrilling commercial pause. Yeah, I. But then I, we come back. We come back with the dogs chasing them, and they uh they basically hop a fence to escape. Mm-hmm, and while they're mm-hmm. doing that, Aaron's the last one to come over, and he gets bit by a dog. Right. And and Maggie's the steps up and and shoots the dog to basically save Aaron. Yeah. You know, he's trying to get over the fence. This dog's on his leg. She shoots him with a crossbow. Yes, shoots him with a crossbow. And then um you can kind of tell throughout this episode that. I guess she's supposed to be a, a doctor of some sort. Well, we knew that from the beginning. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, when she gave uh, Danny the elixir or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's She's been the, the nurse slash doctor from the right. beginning. But I guess she was like, you know, supposedly probably some pretty up there doctor. I'm only going to base that probably based off she was dressed nice and in Seattle. Yeah. Like, like what kind of doctor that's based in London suddenly goes over to Seattle? Yeah, but so I guess probably some kind of conference. Mm-hmm, Who knows? But mm-hmm. yeah, I would imagine she. I would imagine as well that she's a uh, well-to-do with, with the medical field. She's no yeah, dummy, right? She's a doctor, Drew. So uh, the next scene we go to is Captain Tom Neville and his crew uh, going through uh, the, the woods, heading to uh, uh, Noblesville. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when Danny or uh, Danny basically says, "You feel the change in the air." Yeah. 
Sir, shit's about to go down. We need to find shelter. He's like a Otherwise, he's like a golden retriever. In the no, sense he's of... like any other human being that'd be like, <laughs> shit doesn't smell right. Right. Uh, wind just went from being uh, windy and warm to being okay. Now it's like thirty degrees below. And which is whatever. weird because like he's the only one that seems to feel it. Like all the other soldiers and Tom Neville, everybody's all like, what? There's some clouds in the sky. I didn't notice anything. I agree with that. <laughs> my only my only thing would say I agree with that is like it seemed kind of bullshit. Like yeah. there's 50 people there, and Danny's the only one. Like, hey, it smells weird. Yeah, it's gonna be a hurricane pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be a tornado. <laughs> my only thing I could say is possibly these guys are all from up north where there aren't torn- tornadoes or or right, like that's right. my only thing. But it does seem very suspicious. Like, how long have you guys been in this area? Because mm-hmm, you guys mm-hmm. are. Less than an hour from where your destination is. Yeah, and obviously, you know, you're ov- you're in a tornado alley or some sort of area where it gets a lot of weather. After these 15 years, you don't well, think they're that- in Indiana, mm-hmm. which is Midwest. I, I mean, would say, yeah, that's that's like you said, tornado alley. And and you would think like, okay, after 15 years of being in this type of environment where you're like post-apocalyptic, you'd almost get into more of a in tune with nature type so. of thing where but it's maybe like, maybe it's like those guys are adults and and danny's mm-hmm. somewhat of a kid so he grew uh, up without it right, so he, right. he has that nature instinct right. and he's i'm making up bs answers i don't know if any of these <laughs> we're trying it. to give excuses for yeah. plot holes <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we go to the next scene where we see uh sebastian is visiting rachel yes uh and he asks her what uh what what had been no uh, why he worked for the the Department of Defense, and why would he call Miles five minutes before the blackout, saying, "Hey, bro, the blackout's gonna happen." Yeah, he's he's basically the audience in the sense of we need to find out these questions. I'm gonna be that character that asks yeah, these questions. I'm, I definitely want to know. Yeah, I want to know those question too. that he asked. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Start talking, <laughs> bitch. Evening, Rachel. Can't sleep. I never do sleep very well here. I'm not sure why. What do you want, Beth? What do I want? Rachel, as if you don't know. As if you don't know what I've always wanted. We really have to play this game. You've asked me these questions a hundred times. And I'm going to ask you again. What was Ben working on? Ben was an algebra teacher. If Ben was an algebra teacher, why was he working for the Department of Defense? And why did he have full SAP clearance? Why, on the night of the blackout, did he call Miles... Telling the power was going out five seconds before it did. Ben knew why the lights went out. He didn't know how to turn him back on. I don't know what you're talking about. Haven't I been a good host to you, Rachel? I mean... I haven't put you in a dungeon. I haven't killed you. That's out of respect to you, to our friendship, 
Sergeant Strasser. Mrs. Matheson, my apologies in advance. Obviously, she says nothing. She's uh, she holds her tongue. Yeah, and then he brings in the uh, interrogator. I guess you'd call because <laughs> right. he busts out that list of tools, and you're like, he, he goes, uh, "I want to apologize in advance." You're like, "Motherfucker, this is mm-hmm. not going to be good." Mm-hmm. If you apologize in advance, we yeah. all know shit's going to get real. And this world definitely has had that notion of like torture gets things done. Everybody in this has, like, if they need information, suddenly we're going to torture you. Which is such a bullshit (laughs) thing. It's like, you know, if you torture me enough, I will tell you I am Michael Jordan from the Bulls. I will tell you whatever you want to hear. Yeah, I will tell you anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm Hitler. I killed the Jews. Just fucking stop torturing Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, don't pull off any more nails or whatever. I mean, so, like, torture is a bullshit. But anyways, it's a... so they show the tools. That was a nice, like, dramatic mm-hmm, twist. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the next scene. We come back to Maggie is uh, tending to Aaron's bite. So she's the doctor ex, right. like he was saying. Uh, and we see that someone is lurking in the darkness. You can see just the way the camera angles. Like, someone's watching them from more. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Miles takes Nora or Miles and Nora go aside, and they're having uh, a discussion. And he basically says, you know, these guys aren't my responsibility. I- <laughs> <laughs> They're not my responsibility. I'm leaving. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. You you pretty much should have auditioned. All right, sweet. I'm, I'm auditioning next week. I'm going to be the the new the new Miles. <laughs> Call me the Mike Miles. <laughs> yeah, you're like the Darren from Bewitched. Yeah, you know, just switch, <laughs> Smitty. Uh, so while he's basically telling Nora that it's not his responsibility to look after these guys, of course Charlie is right behind him listening, so she yeah. hears it all. Mm-hmm. Uh. This doesn't feel good. But then we see a flashback for uh, Charlie, which is kind of heartbreaking, where you see Rachel is uh, telling the family that – or she has to leave the family. Ben basically says she's searching. For, she's going to look for supplies, yeah. which, right. which is, is a bullshit answer. Mm-hmm. You could tell it just the way like – almost when I saw this scene, we find out later on what's going on. But yeah. uh, I thought they were, they were breaking up. Right. That's what I really thought it was. I'm like, wow, like maybe he's breaking up with her because she killed that guy. Saving her for the food. But also, Charlie and them seem a lot older than Mm -hmm, they did mm -hmm, then. mm -hmm. So we don't really know what's going on. But but we know she's leaving. Uh, You'd have to know as a kid, like, when you say that your mom's leaving for a few months. That's just it. She also said for a few months. It ain't for food. Well, you could tell Charlie definitely (laughs) didn't. Like, a few months? What? Yeah. Yeah. What do you You mean, like, a couple hours, right? That's searching for supplies. Trying to get food in California or something? What? Yeah. So they – she definitely does not feel good. And uh, and she just leaves. Yeah, she just walks away. She walks away. So then we flash back to where we are now, and the, the whole gang, Miles, Charlie, all of them, Nora, all of them, they end up, uh, they end up heading out while we see the, the creepy guy uh, feeding the dog in the background. So we're like, ooh, mm-hmm. these dogs are this guy. This mm-hmm. guy is the mm-hmm. dog master. Dog so we, master. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we go to uh, the next scene. Caesar Milan. Hell yeah, man. Uh or the whisperer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go. To, next scene is Captain Neville and his group are rushing into a barn to get to shelter from the storm because they actually 
I don't know if they listened to Danny or they just got so far to like, shit, he's right. Let's fucking get to some shelter. <laughs> After a horse gets like flown into the air, yeah. like, well, maybe we should get some shelter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Then we uh, go to the next scene where we see Miles, Aaron, Charlie, Maggie, and Nora, the whole gang. Uh, they're walking through an abandoned muse- amusement park, which is probably yeah. one of the creepiest things you can mm-hmm. see. Which is a cool uh, set design because I would definitely want to see something like that. Yeah, it would you be. You know, where well, you just have it all overgrown and everything. You go out on your way. Uh, if you live in Southern California area, on the way out to Vegas, there's that abandoned uh, oh, water park. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've never stopped there myself, but just looking outside the road, it looks creepy because it is all overgrown. Yeah. And it's yeah. nasty. I think uh, Rob Deirdrick and his gang. Uh, skateboarded it one time. Awesome. Yeah, it is pretty pretty fun. What a cool slash dumb idea. <laughs> yes, exactly. A water park in the middle of nowhere on the way to Vegas. I mean, it is in the <laughs> desert, but you're like, it is seriously in the like. You have to come like hours to get here. Right. It's like it's so dumb. Everybody's thinking like, yeah, that would be awesome. But then again, like, why would I stop? So I don't want to stop on my way to Vegas. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. put the water park in Vegas so I can get there. <laughs> but anyway, so we uh, at this at this amusement park, we see. Uh, I put in quotation marks Nate because we don't know what this this guy's name is yet. Yeah, it's, but it's the militia guy that we saw from episode one following Charlie. Right. Uh, Nate is watching over them, at just at the same time he doesn't notice Miles is sneaking up behind him, and uh, they end up having this Miles attacks him and they have this little brawl where they end up uh, capturing Nate, and uh, that's where we find out that. Uh, Charlie had met him before, had handcuffed him. Yeah. And the, and she's like, his name's not Nate. I don't know what his fucking name is, but it's not Nate. So we'll call him not Nate from now on. <laughs> uh, uh, and they decide to, to keep him, to question him. Like, So mm-hmm. they're going to hold mm-hmm. on to him, which I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Because Miles was all saying, like, he's a spy. We don't know how much he told him. So let's hold on to the spy so he finds out more info. It's uh, going to be an interesting uh, dilemma because I want to know, like, what – relationship miles and nate really have because if they have one because he didn't seem to know who he was but is he just playing that off of he could but everyone's so far that he has known he's like yeah i know this guy but because we it can could be tell like because it's been told from past episodes that miles was kind of you know in charge of the militia or he, not maybe in charge but at least part of the militia so maybe he knew him Back then, you know, maybe when he was part of the militia, he knew Nate. It's po- very possible. So we don't the only, know. My that. only thing is, is if he knew who Miles was, mm-hmm. then why didn't he tell the Jacob? I forget the guy's character, the soldier from last week, Jeremy. You know, why didn't he tell Jeremy that? Yeah. Hey, that's Miles. Because when Jeremy came across him, Jeremy was like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Yeah, yeah. You know, it was yeah. a surprise. So like doesn't mean that it doesn't know him, but it does seem like surprise. Like, if Nate was really on the militia side and being a spy, how did Jeremy not know that he was with these guys? Hmm. But Maybe he's an undercover agent. Again, like, that, even as a spy, how is he getting information back quickly? That's like, true. Like, I don't little, have – I can't call him. Yeah, I'm not sitting has, out on my pi- – I don't have – you see a bag have, of pigeons on my back? <laughs> he's Mike Tyson. He just carries a bunch of pigeons. Come, come here. Come here, pigeon. I got I got method for you. <laughs> I'm gonna feel this to Sebastian. <laughs> it's gonna be unconscionable. <laughs> but I was just like, maybe he's kind of like a double agent, where he's like, you know, only infiltrating or only being a part of the militia, kind of like Nora was, where she's trying to kind of 
get into the fold so she can later take it down from ah, the inside. Maybe. So maybe Nate's kind of doing the same thing where he's like trying to kind of join up as the militia just to really take it down later. I That would be cool. We'll, we'll have to see where it goes from there. It would be nice. Uh, but we go on to the next scene and we see Maggie who is uh, – it's a flashback and she's trying to find a ship to England. Yes. Uh, she she walks – she's at a, at a port or at the shore. Some sort talk, of dock. Yeah, talking to a gentleman and – he basically tells her that all the tall ships or 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 engine or boats that could make it across yeah. the back the, or, or steamships were all scrapped for metal or the militia took them. So any boat he, that can get to England is not going to be yours for the taking. Yeah, he basically told her to go pound sand and yeah, you're, you're you're screwed. And he did it, you know, kind of not in the greatest of ways, but he also, you know, he's not going to well, candy coat it. Well, I was gonna say like he did at the same time he doesn't know like. Oh, this is a bitch who left her kids at home who's <laughs> yeah. trying to get back to her babies. He just sees some homely woman yeah. like, hey, where the fuck are the boats? I was told there's boats here. <laughs> bitch, there ain't no boats here. How dumb are you? Yeah. And then he, you know, after he says a bunch of shit like that totally deflates her balloon, I like how at the end he kind of goes, well, maybe someday. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I just better? killed your dream, but... I just realized that I killed your dream, yeah. so I'm going to try to, like, resurrect it. But By the way, really you're, like, anything. the first girl I've seen in months. Do you want to have some nookie? <laughs> yeah. I can understand, like, any time, like, people, like, cross paths now, it has to be the, hey, you want to hook up? Yeah, you're a chick. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to hurt you, <laughs> but I want to poke you. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I'd have that sign just around my neck. It will not hurt you, but I will poke you. <laughs> we'll poke to not kill you. We'll poke for food. <laughs> we'll poke for your safety. <laughs> All right, so we go to the next scene where we see uh, Danny is attempting to escape during the, the, the storm. And he uses a horse as a distraction. He slaps the horse on the ass, get, get all riled up. Here's my thing, too. I just want to bring up. If they're only like a days away from each other, which is off, if it's on foot, what, 20 miles, maybe? It could be 20, 20 to 40 miles, I'd okay. say, at tops. If Danny's involved with a hurricane or some sort of tornado or whatever, how come it's not being seen at all where Miles and Charlie and everybody else is hanging out that's tailing after him. Like, that's only a day behind, huh? Yeah, like... You know what? That was a far? good point I never even thought about. Like, you would think that the storm would be kind of bigger than a day's trip or whatever. Or if they're less than a day's trip, you would think that they'd be kind of in the same vicinity as this storm. But then again, and I don't know for sure because I've never dealt with it. I'm not it, trying but, to say epicenter or whatever. But let's, but let's just say, like, they're, let's say Miles and them are le- legitimately a day, 24, mile, 24 like, hours away from them, you which take, is probably could be 20 to 40 miles. Right. If you take the southern California terrain where you say, like, okay – Miles and them are in Orange County, and Danny and them are in L.A. Yeah. Don't you think L.A. and Orange County would be seeing the same story? No. Now, that's a good point, though, because that's that was going to be my question is, like, okay, Orange County to Long Beach is where I live, right? You live in Orange County. It's mm-hmm. about 25 mm-hmm. miles, about the distance you would think is a day's walk. Uh, we had water spouts here in, in 2004 or five, Right. That right. were on the shore, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously mm-hmm. – Altitude, you couldn't see those from Orange County, right? 
you know obviously that has no equivalent to an actual tornado exactly but yeah. but you know distance depending on uh uh if there's a mountain range in between them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tall trees may be hard to notice but i would be with you where you're like i would think the weather would at least be like yeah, shit's kind of weird up there. Yeah, or you could at least see off in the distance, like, hey, there's a tornado over there. Yeah, yeah but, you know, like, even, f- like, from your house to uh, Disneyland, obviously not, like, tornado, but visually, you can't see that far. Not from the ground. Well, even from the sky, you probably have a, a vision of 10 miles. Yeah. Mm, depending, well, you know what, back then, you got, man, we're giving this a little, because con- you got to think, air quality then, fuck, got to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So skies sure. are clear, so you probably could mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. a whole lot farther. Yeah, I'm saying like from Big Bear, Those you could probably Steve. see you could probably see the coast. I mean, you already can see the coast from Big Bear. Well, from here we could see. I mean, from the coast here, you can see Catalina, and that's 26 miles of ocean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, you can't see that far in a clear day. So right. you could probably right. see farther. So and I mean, I kn- I've been in the Midwest where you know it is I've been driving on a freeway. And yeah, like thirty or forty miles in the horizon, you can see a full-on, you know, thunderstorm with thunder and lightning, and you could totally tell that it's raining and everything. But obviously, it's not affecting you because you're, you know, it's like all clear skies right now. But you could see off in the distance, like, hey, there is some shit going on. But then again, they do spend Charlie and them spend most of their time in that restaurant. That's true. All right, all right. Let's go on with the show. <laughs> we got a little side check. It's a little weird. That's a good point, okay. though. That's a very valid. Like, that's an interesting question. I was just thinking, like, how come they're not affected? Oh, but oh wait, tacos. Uh, all right. So we we're on that. Danny is escaping, and uh, he gets tackled. He's out in the field, and he gets tackled by Neville of all people. You think like, are no other soldiers watching? What the fuck's mm-hmm. going on? <laughs> Apparently not. But Neville t- tackles him. And uh, fights him for a little bit, and then they see the tornado, so they dive into the lo- the closest cellar. Yeah, the cellar that's, like, in the house that they're, like, boarding up their horses yeah. or whatever. So it's just the two of them under there. It's a little weird. But then we cut to the ne- another scene of the gang, uh, and Maggie is telling Miles how she tried for years to get back to her kids. And uh, she went from Seattle to the coast and up and down the coast mm-hmm. and basically came to the point where she's like, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go pour this cup of poison. She basically so, lost hope. Yeah, she lost all her hope. She's going to go. She says she's pouring her cup, self a cup of poison. And she's going to sit by a really pretty lake and basically just kill herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at just that time is when uh, is when ben. ben comes by and basically just says, hey, I was just going to get some water and notices that she looks a little more distressed yeah. than the normal, it was a good the average scene. person. It, it was a, a nice really scene. sweet scene. It shows Ben has a heart. And it and as he was telling her, or as she was telling Miles too, you could totally tell that Miles knew exactly yeah, what she ben. was explaining. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, he is a good fucking mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know what my brother is. My brother is a, a minch. Yeah, so Maggie just basically says, like, if, if Ben never came by and took me to his family and just showed me kindness... I would have killed myself, and he mm-hmm. saved, he saved my life. Mm-hmm. He gave me love, and that was awesome. So it was a really good story. But then they they start to leave, and uh, they the they get stopped by those dogs. Yes, and the dogs are a uh, huge thing in this episode. This is, yeah, this is the, the plague dogs, man. So they uh, they run into they get chased into the restaurant where they they think they're safe, but then all of a sudden they look back and Maggie is gone. Yep, and we find out that Maggie was taken by the dog master, mm-hmm. the dog whisperer. Yeah, Caesar, and, uh, Caesar Milan. 
And he basically just straight up stabs her. Like, he's trying to get away, but uh, he stabs her in the leg yeah. and then runs away because he's mm-hmm. real man-like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells her it's because he killed. she killed his dog. It's like, oh, bitch, did you not see he was biting my yeah. dude? But yeah. Do you understand that I was uh, trying to defend myself? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he cut that artery, so it's pretty messed up. It's a yeah, serious she, injury. She gets a pretty deep wound yeah. into the leg. So uh, we, we cut to the next scene where we see Captain Neville and uh, with Danny in the cellar again. Yep. And they uh, – Danny uh, – I'm sorry. Neville is telling Danny that he has a son and that him and, and Ben are not that far off. They're, they they both have sons and they really just want the best kind of future for their son that they can give him. And then Danny says that nice little line like – yeah, well, my dad didn't just kill people to give me that good future. <laughs> yeah, my dad's not a douche like you, though. Yeah. And then that's where, where uh, uh, Neville kind of says, like, if your dad made it through – I don't know if he really says that just now, but he's basically like, if your dad made it through all the shit that we went through after the blackout, mm-hmm. people robbing and killing and pillaging, mm-hmm. and he's still a kind-hearted guy, he is absolutely a better man than I am. I'm like, yeah. I got to give it to you. Like, I'd like to think that I would be – Yep. That upper hand guy, but after that many years of, of people killing friends and family for your food and, and totally that, that could that could wear and tear on your heart. I can yeah, I can see that. Survival instinct is definitely not the uh, same type of mindset as when you're just living in a you know a normal society where there's you know laws and rules and morals, or even like a world of abundance yeah like mm-hmm. if we all have it then we don't need to kill it but there's not that abundance now yeah when there's scarcity of involved and it's either i'm gonna eat or this guy's gonna eat well yeah i'm gonna eat sorry it's crazy. <laughs> survival of the fittest absolutely so then we uh we go to the next scene where we see miles and nora are heading out to find the dog owner basically they're, they're leaving the restaurant they're going mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. To, to hunt for this guy to call off his mutts uh maggie tries to tell them to Tell Charlie and them, go. Just leave. Don't wait for me. Yeah. I'm a lost cause. Leave me. Yeah, and Aaron's basically left to kind of tend to the wound. Yeah. But that's where Charlie has a nice little moment with Maggie, too, where she tells her, no, you you were there for me. I know it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. You were there for me through the good times, the bad times, and you were annoying at times, but you were there. Yeah. You were with me. And which makes it seem like kind of odd because I was thinking to myself, like during the pilot, they were talking about like she was always upset. Like as soon as mom leaves, now you kind of step in, which made it think like this is pretty fresh. Like, but mom when we look at the flash like, pretty soon or pretty recently, but you look at the flashback, you see Charlie was a lot younger. So it wasn't, yeah. it was probably a good so at that, least seven years. So then I think to myself, like, okay, you're having this type of animosity towards Maggie in the beginning when it's been like seven or eight years since your like mom's been gone. Like, well, it, I don't know either, but maybe it's been, she's been around uh, the family for right, but for it wasn't like years. but maybe sexual or yeah whatever. obviously maybe the lady just came in like the last year or t- maybe her and Ben just got right, connected the last right, year or two and right. then she was like well we're connected so I'm your mom like yeah bitch no you ain't my mom yeah like, maybe I like, don't know six years ago or for the last six years you were just kind of this chick that was with us but yeah. now you're like involved with my dad for this last year and that's where it's like kind of drawing the line. I'm just trying to make excuses as to why this show might work. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, because I was thinking like, wait a minute, you're pissed off 
at her kind of stepping in and being the mom role. But now two episodes later, you're like, no, you're my only mom. Well, I'll tell you right now, I don't care what. If the girl's dying, I'm not going to be like, no, fuck you. Yeah, you were my mom. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd like to. At you least, ain't my mom. Like, I don't care about that stab yeah. woman. You okay, ain't my you mom. Okay, you're my mom. Go ahead and die. Like, I don't think <laughs> that would have been a lot shittier. <laughs> I would have seen Charlie go like, what? Why would you die already? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we go to the next scene where we see that tornado that we were talking about earlier, right? And it finally comes to a, a, an end, and uh, Captain Neville basically goes, "Ah, man!" And then the cave crumbles in on him. <laughs> yeah. So whole... God may have been giving you a message right there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Neville's trapped in a cave in or in a, in a roof in, I guess you call it. Then we go back on a uh, to Maggie, who's instructing Charlie how to how to sew her up. Sew her up. She's got to sew mm-hmm, up her artery because mm-hmm. that shit ain't gonna heal itself. Which would suck. Ugh, it would suck for both parties. I don't. I wouldn't want to sew up an artery. Yeah, I don't. And I don't want you to touch my artery. Mm-mm. That shit hurts. <laughs> and nobody has Purell anywhere. <laughs> no, yeah, no Purell, and I don't think that's enough whiskey to make me feel a little numb. Mm-mm. No but, more. Uh, yeah, you couldn't tell me to just bite on this. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Uh, so Charlie is, uh, she runs over to Miles' bag where, where My- Maggie says she thought she saw some whiskey to help her sterilize all the, the, the right. gear that they're going to have to right, use. Right, right. And while Maggie's, or I'm sorry, while Charlie is looking for that stuff, she gets grabbed by the dog master. Mm-hmm. Caesar dun, dun, dun. Go to commercial. All right. Then we, uh, come back from commercial and we see Miles, uh, and, uh, uh, Nora get back and Nate says, basically gives him the rundown, like, Dude's got multiple knives. He's a big motherfucker. She looked okay when she left. Yeah. So, like, gave her the rundown. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Nate pulls out his machete and goes – or, I'm sorry, uh, Miles pulls out his machete and goes, let's not Nate free. Mm-hmm. So, Nate – not Nate and Miles are going to go try and uh, save Charlie while Aaron and Nora volunteers to stay after and, and help with Maggie. All right. So the next, very next scene, we got Captain Neville who is buried in, in the roof in, and Dan, he basically Danny has a choice. Yeah, you know he he's, gives him he's, a choice. He's he's there, and uh, Neville does this whole story about like, hey, if your dad's as good as you say he is, mm-hmm. what he would he do him. right now? Yeah, he do, he dupes him, and then Danny, being a fucking human being, saves the guy's life. Which is- personally, I have to say, like, I know your whole objective to take me to Noblesville is for me to die. Yeah. You know, so like I, I think Danny was dumb in this situation, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have killed him, but I would have walked away. Yeah, he lets his uh, you know, moral fortitude or whatever take the and better of he him. He probably he's a better man than I because I don't know if I could have walked away from that or I, I could have helped him. But it is like one of those classic like villain where you want to like go like, haven't you seen any type of like action movie? You can't. He's gonna say whatever he needs to say right now. Yeah, that's Call, right now. He's he is the guy caught in a roofing. He is the Mitt Romney. He mm-hmm. is gonna say whatever he needs to say to get. No, come yeah, on. To get I thought I at least get a, uh, at least a chuckle. <laughs> yeah, everybody just tuned out. <laughs> yeah. like, oh fuck this! Oh what? Revolution <laughs> is a Republican show. <laughs> <laughs> he made fun of Mitt Romney. It's not what? on PBS. You guys should be okay. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Way off topic, but yeah. So he's yeah, but he's definitely he's in that like. World you know, but it's that's, that's the thing. Like with Neville, it's like he has really no, no alternate course. It's like either he dies or he tries to convince this guy to save him. 
but ultimately, he's yeah, not going to just... Yeah, he goes back to being the bad guy, yeah, yeah. he has a role. It's not like he's going to suddenly go, well, thanks for saving me, take it, take off. Yeah. No, he's still going to go, well, if I don't bring this guy back, I'm going to die. Yeah, he doesn't so, think about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a conundrum for both of them, but it worked out where... You know, so uh, Danny frees Neville. It's just human nature to yeah. like tell everybody whatever they're going to want to hear. Yeah. So Captain Neville or uh, Danny frees Neville, and then almost instantaneously Neville attacks Danny and recaptures him. And you're like motherfucker. Yeah, and basically tells him, "You shouldn't have done that, you dumbass." Yeah. So uh, then we go to the next scene where we see the dog man has Charlie captive in this. Was it a big restaurant or something? Yeah. It was a large room. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tells her the story of like, you know, I had a daughter. Yeah. And, and uh, she – we did the smart thing. We we, stayed, we stocked up food. We stocked up medicine. We stocked up everything except yeah, for guns. Yeah, it's kind of like a bunker because like he definitely says well, like your home. And she's like, really? Because this doesn't really look that cool. Yeah. And he goes like, why? It's not that cool? I love my, this place. You don't like serial killer dwellings? <laughs> yeah, you don't like little pits? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so basically he tells us this really sad story where, you know, the marauders didn't kill her. But basically they did kill her because they took all our shit and then mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. stepped on a simple nail. And yeah. got tetanus. Tetanus, And yep. couldn't – her jaw got locked. She couldn't drink anything, couldn't eat anything. Basically died right in front of her, which would be fucking Horrible. awful. Yeah. Awful. Slow death is of your, always – Of the... your own kid though? Like mm-hmm. I mean it's bad to see anybody Knowing go that, that way. You but can't like do that's shit. my flesh and blood and I can't do anything to help them right now. Yeah. That fucking sucks. All I needed was one little shot and it would have been it would have cool. been done. Yeah. I, so I can see why that would drive a man insane like mm-hmm, you motherfucker mm-hmm. stole my medicine. All I needed was one drop, and that would have killed. That would have saved her. But yeah. you motherfuckers had to go and steal everything. So yeah, no wonder why this guy's a little crazy. Changes the man, of All course. Right. So uh, uh, we see the dogman is setting up this extravagant like trap, where the arrow is set to shoot at Charlie's face. Yes, yeah. when anybody comes through the door. So if you turn the door, it it pulls this rope and it pulls the trigger. And Charlie's a goner. Yeah, it's like a booby trap. It's totally almost like a, a uh, you know, like something Data would set up from the Goonies. If Data was a mass murderer, yeah, it, to- totally. If he was a serial killer, Joker <laughs> he was style, a white guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, uh, so the dogman sets up the trap, and then I don't know where he's heading off to, or does he hear Miles out out in the the side? I don't believe something draws so. him outside, yeah. and he ends up getting into a fight with Miles. And him, uh, uh, they they fight outside, and Miles ends up getting. Getting the better hand and kills the dog guy. Right. Kills the motherfucker. Uh, and then uh, the man the man trap is set up, like I said, if, if the miles op- if anybody opens the door, it will trigger the arrow. So we go to commercial with like, ah, don't cut. Co-. Like, my, she's got the tape over her mouth so she can't tell, but she's screaming. And they're like, where are you? They're like, don't come through that door if you're going <laughs> to save me. Yeah. All right. So we go to commercial. Come back to commercial. And Charlie is wiggling the, her ass in that chair, which is bolted to the ground. And she wiggles just enough that when Nate finally comes through the door and opens the doorknob, or sorry, not Nate, opens the doorknob, the arrow goes right by her head. Yeah. Right by her head. So real close call, real real awesome scene. Uh, then we go to the next scene where we see uh, we see Maggie. At, she says that she has lost too much blood. Or this is where yeah. they save her and they uh, – uh, uh, Miles – 
not Nate and Charlie get back to the restaurant with with Maggie and the rest of them. Right, and, and Aaron's there. And Maggie gets back there, and she's all like, "You're back. You're safe. Yeah, I'm safe." And she basically says, "You know, I, I want my. I'm, I lost too much blood, and it doesn't look good." And so she and she wants her phone. So Aaron gives her her phone, and she kind of has this flashback, flashback slash dream. Because it didn't look like it was a real thing that happened. It was more of a fantasy thing of her with her kids at right. that age. Right. So she basically is going out at this time. <laughs> she's she's, she's she, yeah. yeah, she's having that. That hopefully this is what my afterlife is really gonna is really full of is right. love and joy right. and all that right. stuff. And it's a real sad scene. Uh. And yeah, so she uh she kicks it. <laughs> She yeah she she's thinking of kids but Charlie, Charlie's obviously having a hard time. Don't leave, grind, grind, grind. right? And Aaron's all like, "What? I I suit I sewed you up. You yeah. should be cool." And so Matt, she's like, yeah. "No, you did shitty job. Did my <laughs> job. Yeah, you did your job, but I'm still dead." <laughs> uh, but then Charlie has that one line that, like, even for me, I was like, "Oh, that fucking stings." So she's what? like, "Don't leave. Everybody leaves me." Yeah, you're like, yeah. shit, that sucks because I got. Having have lost family, it does feel like that. You're like mm-hmm. when you lose mm-hmm. more than one family member. You're like, all right, all right, I can't lose that many more people. Yeah, I need somebody. Please. And then as soon as you start to put your, you know, uh, your, your heart, your heart, and in, in other things into a relationship, suddenly it yeah, just yeah, leaves yeah, again. Gone. And you're like, well, that kind of shapes somebody. Yeah, it kind it, of shapes them into a harder like, well, I'm not going to give my heart out that much. But then I think Miles hopefully he wasn't just, you know, BSing for the moment, but he's basically says, you know what? I'm I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I hope he means it because Yeah, because the, early in the episode he can't handle it. He kept trying to talk to Nora about saying like, "Hey, I'm taking off." Yeah. You know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Which I think once you realize that this is this is family, and she's having a obviously a mm-hmm, tough time. Mm-hmm. It, it, it tears you. Like this is my brother who I really respect's daughter. Yep, it's my I, niece. Yeah, I gotta have love for her. All right. So then we go to the final scene of the episode, which is really good, where we see uh, Sebastian walking into Rachel's room. Yes, and he basically starts uh, politely berating her. <laughs> yeah. I guess like he's talking in a nice tone, but he's saying like. How could you be a mom and leave your kids like mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. You don't love your kids. Well, like, ba- you basically gave her no choice, you dumbass. Yeah. So uh, he basically says that hey, you say you don't love your kids, you don't care about your kids. Well, we're going to find out real soon because we have Danny. He's going to come here soon, and we're going to rip his molars out mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. see how much you don't care. Yeah. Which to me sounds like fucking – Awful. I had my wisdom teeth pulled not that long ago. Oh, hell yeah. And the pain of the wisdom tooth before it's pulled, like, is phenomenal. Anything with just your imagine teeth that, like, sucks and that, balls. That, that's just sitting in there. Imagine them ripping it out. Like, with oh, no anesthesia. My nothing. God. Yeah, just. That's in your face. That's in your head. Yeah. That's a type of pain that you just can't escape. Uh-uh. You know, it's crazy. And again, Sebastian's all about the torture. He likes yeah, to. No shit. Just make people submit to somehow. So, and then the very last scene is the flashback with uh, where Rachel's leaving the family. Right. And then we see her leaving the family. We see her almost break, breaking down into tears while she's walking away, where it looked like she was walking away kind of cold and callous. From her point of view, when you see her face, she is bawling. Yeah. She's having a – it's right. not the – you could tell it's not an easy decision for her. But she's seeing – like she still has a little bit of a smile for some reason. I didn't see that at all. 
that actress. I don't know what that it actor, is. Well, she always is smiling for some you're, reason. You're seeing Juliet just like <laughs> I do, where you're like, she is really with Jack. She's not with Ben. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, so she's playing you, Ben. No, she's playing you, Jack. No, I, I totally get what you mean. Where, like, she just has that look, but I don't it's think. It's like half a smile. I didn't see it as a smile, as more as like, I just saw it as like, I saw sadness is what I saw. But right. it, you, it may right. have been a smile. Who knows with this show? We'll have to wait to see. <laughs> but then we, we see that she actually is turning herself over to the militia. Yes. And not just anybody in the militia, but she's turning herself straight over to Miles in yeah. the militia. And you'd have to assume that, like, you know, maybe now the logo isn't an M for, you know, Monroe. Monroe it might it be for Miles. Matheson. Or too. Madison. That's right. Ma- so he's Miles Matheson. That's so a great. Maybe he was the leader at for some point, but then said, "You know what? I like Fuck this. I like the way you think, sir." So you don't know, like you, you don't, don't know. know. But the last thing she basically says was like, "Just promise me that I'll see my kids again." Yep. So yep. I'm wondering if I don't know what the scenario would be where, like, why would she go away without Ben, like, mm-hmm. and the kids? Basically, yeah. is she trying to say they're and dead? Why does she get this intel, or like, wh- how does she, how find, does she yeah. even know to go to Miles Matheson and say, "You know what?" Or maybe is I'm it, giving myself up. Or maybe this is Miles' way of saving Ben by saying, hey, we need somebody. Or maybe it's like, uh, what's her face? Rachel's way of saying, like, I'll turn myself in. Don't hurt my family or whatever. That's I, I'm with you. That, that left you with the more, almost more questions where you're like, mm-hmm. what's going on? So. It was definitely a, a conundrum there. Like I, I yeah. don't know what's going to happen, but it, it was a really a, good episode. I thought it's a good episode. I think this show, each episode, just gets is getting better and better. It is getting better and better, and I'm glad that they picked it up for a second season because there's only two more episodes left of this first season. So you're going to get hopefully a couple of questions answered, but also being you know left with some new questions. The only problem with that is is like okay, this first season six episodes. It's felt good. It's like there's it's almost an intensity to each mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. If you stretch that out to thirteen, thirteen or twenty four, like the normal right. television series, right. uh, is it going to make it too long? Right, because yeah, if it is like a, a twenty four episode series, which is hard because a lot of one hour drama is the biggest thing now. Yeah, it's kind of in that thirteen to sixteen range because. A, you can't have a story last that long, especially one arc of a season. Yeah. Plus, if it's an hour show, that gets into, like, you know, you're really spending two episodes for every, you know, one episode that you're really doing. But on the other hand, it's like, I'm left with, okay, the season finale of this first season is probably going to be a really big season finale. But it's also going to be a season finale in the sense of... It's going to leave you with 20 more questions that are going to leave you wanting to see season two. Which, personally, I love shows like this. I love shows that make me go, what? What does that mean? Who is is that? Why is he there? We need to make a podcast about this. Let's talk about this on the air. (laughs) Speaking of which, uh, thank you guys for tuning. Do you have anything else you want to add? I think that wraps it up. No, we didn't get um, any comments and concerns for last week. We have not, but I, I again read the boards a few times. The boards are talking about a lot of really trivial things. It's like what I'm seeing from the boards is not a lot of like what's going on with this character. How come this character is doing this or how come this plot hole has been emerged? 
No, it's all these like arbitrary. <laughs> like, let me how guess. come no nuclear power plants are around, and how come or, this isn't around? And you're when like, all the lights went out in Seattle, there was one light that lasted two seconds longer than the rest. Yeah, that is bullshit. Why is that light lasted longer? <laughs> and you're like, dude, this is not about a story about one yeah. light lasting the sad longer. Thing to me, is like. That's probably somebody we need to go talk to. Right. Find out whose house. That might be a secret character. We need to go find out. He has a power pendant. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like all this, like this guy on one of the NBC forums, like went into like, seriously, like the amount of text that he used would be like a small, like report or a small (laughs) book. He did an essay on it. Yeah. About how, like, why aren't we using... Like, why aren't there nuclear power plants? Or why aren't there this? Why aren't there that? And it's like, dude, if we wanted to know what exactly would happen in a post-apocalyptic, non-electricity world, we would go into that. Like, this isn't a story about, like, the technical aspects of, like, every little minutia, like, what happened to the then- CDC or what happened to the FDA? It's like, who gives a shit about the FDA? But see, my whole thing is like, okay, you have a, you have a right, you have a, you have a legitimate question. Was like, okay, what happened to so like I nuclear power? No, yeah. no, I'm with you. But like, okay, the power went out. It's been 15 years. Yeah, shit's happened. We haven't figured out yet. Yeah, doesn't mean it's impossible. Yeah, and it also does like. Maybe that's why they put it in Chicago because there's probably not a lot of nuclear power plants near Chicago. Like, yeah, if this story took place 10 miles away from San Onofre, we would maybe worry about what's going on with the power plant. I think I'd be fucking terrified to live near a power plant when power went out. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like, uh, what's keeping that shit cool? What's 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 making that pump? Pump cold water into that <laughs> nuclear fusion reactor. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't overheat and kill us all. And here's I the, would be scared. Of that. Yeah. I bet you probably more nuclear reactions went off. Like here's the answer. No, nobody's doing anything with them. <laughs> yeah, nothing. <laughs> and that area is a radioactive hotspot. Yeah, we're not going to California you ever heard anymore. Of Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's like there's like twenty of those now. Ever hear of Three Mile Island? There's eighty million of those now. And yeah, maybe. Okay, if you want to look at it in a super scientific world, which okay, I don't. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, those nuclear power plants would have a lot more effect on this world than what we're looking about. But in the end, this is a fucking TV show. <laughs> yeah, and we're worried about these types of relationships. We're worried about like you know, is this person going to find their family again? We're not worried well, about in that guy's, are they going to turn on the nuclear power plants anymore? In that guy's essay, like, was the first half about nuclear power plants, and then the second half was like, how do they get their blue so blues on their t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. That is impossible. Yeah, yeah, a lo- yeah, half of it was like, how come nobody is wearing dirty clothes? And you're like, dude, it's a fucking TV show. When they talk about the homely chick on Two and a Half Men, that homely chick is still, in reality, an eight. <laughs> exactly. It's a fucking TV show. Like, <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt, you dummy. Exactly. Like, If we wanted to worry about like what happened to every single government department and what happened to the government at all, like, okay, I can understand you wanting to know a little bit. Like, okay, what happened to the president? Right, what right. happened to the cabinet? I get that. And I'm sure that's the type of what we're not looking at on the world aspect. We're looking yeah. at just this small family right. and what they're dealing with. Right. So we don't know what the world's like. Yeah. 
if we wanted to know about that, uh, like, I'm sure there'd be a different TV show out there that, that was would lovely, tell by the way. you. Thanks for that. <laughs> like we talked about before, like, if you want to know about, like, post-apocalyptic scenarios, like, watch the History Channel. Watch, like, <laughs> the Discovery Channel when they talk about, like, here's what would happen in a scenario like a uh, nuclear holocaust or whatever. Exactly. Like, but this is not the show for about, that. But yeah, drama. We're trying to watch just but, the, some personal stories. So thank you guys. Uh, if you guys have any like comments about the show, anything you like, if, if you have complaints about the nuclear reaction, we'd love to hear it on either our YouTube. We have a YouTube that we have the, uh, yes, uh, definitely the, the leave show comments on. there. Uh, or you can leave it on our, the Smitty and D show. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Say that again at the, the revolution podcast or is it revolution podcast? No, yeah. the, Know the just Revolution Podcast at Yahoo.com or you can leave comments at revolutionpodcast.podbean.com, which is our revolution website. Cool. And you can also obviously leave comments at six two six suck at five, which is our uh, phone call yeah. uh, service. Which is six two six seven eight two five four eight five. That's six two six seven eight two five four eight five. Or we have a thread now on the Revolution NBC forum. So if you go to NBC.com, click on the forums, which is uh, directed at the Revolution, and you can go to our thread and leave comments there. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's a good way to do it, too. So you guys have plenty of ways to leave comments, concerns. Anything you want to join, we would love to hear it. Please do. And uh, 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 anything else I'm missing? No, just check us out. Uh, yeah, every week we're going to be uh, tuning in, watching the show, definitely giving our opinions. But we want your feedback. We're getting a lot of responses on uh, YouTube. So uh, we already have, you know, like a thousand hits on the first episode. Yeah, so, so hopefully hopefully, maybe that means nobody liked it. A thousand <laughs> hits. <laughs> but uh, if you guys did, please uh, hit us up uh, until next Wednesday is probably when you'll get this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, be good revolutionaries we'll see you all next week take it easy